Our senior pastor is here, Josh Tanner. Where is he? Oh, he's right in the front. What's up, baby? Josh Tanner is coming up. He's going to share a word for us. And so, uh, well, he's speaking a little bit. He's not sharing the message. Uh, Gabriel's going to be sharing the message here in a little bit. But Josh Tanner is going to come up, and he's going to share something on his his heart. So let's uh, welcome Josh Tanner, our senior pastor. Okay, guys. It's good to see everybody today. Is it? <laughs> Jeez. All right, guys. Well, um, we are a church family, and uh, there's a lot of stuff about church life that is um, that is serious and sometimes sad, and uh, it's a time where we have to really trust the Lord. And uh, today is one of those days. And I want you to know, one, I'm totally committed to you, and I love you, and uh, I have some news that i got to kind of share today that's, that's uh, kind of sad. Um, but, uh, you know, like everything in families, we have to figure out a way to love each other through what we do, right? And anyway, so the sad news I have to share today is that we're having to make um, some difficult decisions as a leadership team, and we're making a leadership shift in our youth ministry, um, and we felt it was necessary in order to move the ministry in the direction that um, we desired it to go. Uh, it's a very difficult decision, um, but we really love Gabe and Ashley. We're 100% committed to them, and we're unbelievably thankful for their service and their care and their love in our ministry and in our church. They've been pastoring here for a lot of years and building here for a lot of years, and um, we're also committed to their family, and we believe they have a great gift, and they're a blessing to our body, and we're, we're looking forward to our ministry moving forward just in a different role, and not, a, and not as the youth pastors here at, at our church, but uh, we're looking forward to that ministry uh, just in a little bit different way. We're going to figure out what that looks like. We don't have a 100% plan of what that looks like yet, um, but these guys have been hugely faithful in this ministry, and have been loving people, loving you, for a lot of years, and we, we go back a long time, I think at least 10 years, I go back with Ashley, and a good seven years from Nate Nut and Acorn with Gabriel when he came to Jesus, and um, I want you guys to know that uh, I've laid my life out for these two, and I'm continuing to do that, I'm going to do that the rest of my life, as long as I'm alive, and um, I love them hugely, and believe in them, and their gifts, um, but these are just uh, shifts that need to take place. So the, for the meantime, Rita and Mariah Anderson are going to take the leadership role at GM, and they're going to run Thursday nights. Um, we're going to put GMOC on pause for a little while and find out what God wants to do with the direction of that part of our ministry. Um, we want to encourage all of you here to be committed to building the kingdom while we're in this transition. And listen, we covet your prayers. This is the exact kind of place where the enemy wants to come in and create a bunch of division and break us up as a family. And uh, uh, that's, the, that's, that's the thing we don't want to happen, even though this is sad and it's hard and um, it might be hard to understand. Um, I want to read a, a couple passages for us, and then I'm going to give Gabriel an opportunity just to share um, 
you know, in these situations, not only can the enemy come in, but uh, there's also an opportunity to get hurt and possibly take up offense. Um, but I want to encourage all of you and myself, all of us, to respond in love. And one of the things I wanted to say about Gabe and Ashley is that they have shown their character in an amazing way in this transition. And they have done it in humility. And they've done it in love. And um, I'm really, really proud of them. None of, the, none of this is easy to do. And uh, uh, first, our Colossians 3.11 through 15 says this. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or Nikiskian, right? Uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters. And he lives in us all. I know Gabriel preaches this all the time. This is one of Gabriel and Ashley's life messages is that Christ is all that matters. And he lives in us all. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercies, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you, even if it's your senior pastor. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. As for members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. I can't promise you you're going to get all the answers you need. Sometimes these are just times where we don't get all the answers and we have to trust each other and love each other. And um, the way to navigate transition is love. The Bible tells us we just got to love each other. And um, I I just want to say follow Gabe and Ashley's example. Follow them as they follow Christ. I mean, they they are truly responding in love, I believe. And uh, I want to encourage you all to do the same thing. Um, And this is a message for me, too. That we just need, no matter what, bumps in the road are coming in our transition, that we just keep clothing ourselves with love. Christ is what matters. The kingdom is what matters. The Bible says also, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of wrong when it is wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance love endures through every circumstance so i love you guys i want to give gabriel an opportunity to share with you and um and love on you and then we're going to pray for them and they're they're not leaving our church they're not moving away uh we're not exactly sure what the future looks like but we're going to just you know we're going to get through this step and then pray and ask the lord what what comes next amen so gabriel you could come share oh okay sweet can you can you hear me all right thanks thanks josh i just wanted to share uh my heart on behalf of ashley and i uh and then i wanted to read a scripture um josh is very right this is not uh this is not easy at all these things are not these things are not easy. Um, it's not easy for Ash and I. It's not easy for Josh and Brad and uh, and Frank and the, the team that's uh, making these decisions. 
Um, it's sad for all of us. Um, it would be it'd be fake of any of us to say that this is easy and that we're all happy and uh, excited. Of course, there's excitement, um, and there's there's got to be some sense of joy in the midst of these kind of circumstances, um, because we have to continue to hope and trust that somehow, in the middle of all these things, God is faithful. He's good. He's at work. He hasn't left us. He's not going to leave us, and he's not going to leave you. We have to continue to believe those things. But, um, and those things, believing that truth, is what gives us joy and gives us peace and causes us to love one another in these kind of circumstances. When we stop believing those things, when we stop, start believing that God isn't with us and that God's given up and God's upset with us or is trying to wreck something, um, is when we stop having peace, we stop having joy, and we stop loving one another. Ash and I are very sad. And um, this isn't something that we want. But just because it's not something you want doesn't mean it's not supposed to happen. Or if it happens... Um, it doesn't mean that God wants to use that very thing to shape you and to move his kingdom forward. We don't uh, know, like Josh is saying, we don't know what we're going to do. We don't know what it looks like uh, here at Abbott Loop. Uh, we know that our plan is, our heart is, uh, staying here and building here. And uh, But again, we don't know what that role is uh, in this church. Uh, we're going to continue to pray about that and, and what that... Um, what that is going to look like and, and what that won't look like. And uh, we'll continue to keep you uh, in the loop as much as we can as we, as we find those things out. Um, but again, in the meantime, Reed and Mariah um, will be leading uh, GM. And so that gives Ashley and I uh, a sense of peace because we know Reed and Mariah and we uh, totally, thoroughly believe and Rita Mariah. They're both very humble and gifted and amazing leaders. I think you've heard me talk about them a lot. And, uh, and I really can say this uh, from my perspective and from Ashley's perspective. Uh, we, we have peace knowing that uh, they're going to be leading uh, this ministry. And uh, we'll continue to encourage you and, and uh, lead these Thursday night services and whatever, God else ha- whatever, God has, whatever else God has for this ministry and the direction of this ministry. Um, that gives us, that just gives us peace. Um, those of us who have received from Reed and been around Reed and Mariah uh, can relate with me in that peace and in that joy. Um, the other thing we're feeling is that uh, we want you all to know that we love, genuinely love uh, Pastor Josh, Pastor Brad, and Pastor Frank, and uh, the elders of this church, and the, all those who've made this decision. We love them. We're trusting that God's work and leading in their heart and life uh, is still at work. He hasn't stopped leading them. And uh, we also believe that they're doing the best that they know how in this and that they're, they're making the best decisions that they know how. And they're doing it the best way they know how. And, uh, again, I can say that with, with honesty. And so um, please know that's from, that's from Ashley and I. We, we believe in them. We love them. We support them. Um, but again, 
this is definitely hard, and it's not uh, something we want, but we have to, again, trust. We have to trust. So those are some things that I'm feeling. Again, I'm sure I can have uh, more personal conversations uh, with, uh, with you if you have questions or ask how Ash and I are doing. Um, I would agree with that. I would agree with Josh and say we do desire your prayers for us and what God's leading us. Be praying for Ash and I. Be praying for Reed and Mariah. Be praying for uh, the pastoral team at this church uh, for the direction of this ministry and for the direction of uh, really where Ash and I are going to go and what we're going to do. Again, uh, our heart is planned on. We're, we're set here. We're staying here. Um, we don't have any plans up our sleeve or anything to leave. Uh, this is our family. And um, I've been committed to building you as ministers more than I've been committed to building a ministry. My responsibility may change as leading a ministry, but to the day I die, I will continue to build ministers, continue to trade my life to impart into you. Ashley and I will continue to do that, and some of you I'm closer with than others. And we're going to continue to build in your life as much as God will allow us. So again, we're not going anywhere. Um, we have hope, and uh, we have hope that, that, that God has something um, up his sleeve in this whole situation. It, I'd like to read a passage um, from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So if you do have a Bible, you could open it with me. It's a, uh, it's a good passage. It's a passage that I want to live by and, and hope to be able to uh, say myself. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, verse 1. And I'm going to read out of the New Living, the New Living Translation. you there? you there, 1 Corinthians 2? All right, this is what it says. It says, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid, and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Okay, let's pray. Lord, tonight, um, God, I am so thankful that you have entrusted to us, and specifically I'm thankful that you've entrusted to my wife and I, um, such an awesome uh, privilege and opportunity to carry the message of your gospel. God, you've made us stewards of this message, the message of Jesus, the message of Christ in us, the message of Christ coming to earth, dying for us, raising again, 
ascending into heaven and pouring out his spirit to dwell in us. Father, we thank you for that message that you have opened our eyes to see it and to understand it and to know it and to be able to declare it and to live it. And I pray that tonight and from this day forward, God, that you would cause that message uh, to seep into our hearts deeper and deeper. God, that you'd cause that truth, you'd cause the person of Christ to be made known to us more perfectly. God, that you'd open our eyes to see you more perfectly. God, that you'd open our hearts to understand you and to receive you. God, that you'd open our ears to be able to hear you. God, we want to have eyes to see and ears to hear. And we ask that you'd cause us to know you more perfectly. And tonight, I'm asking God for that very thing, that you would bring revelation to our hearts of your son Jesus. No matter how old, no matter how young, God, I pray that you would open our hearts to know your son Jesus. When I was 16, I uh, had an awesome encounter and experience. I, uh, I had a moment where I was right here um, at a chapel service at Heritage Christian School, and, uh, and, and in this moment, as I was on my knees, I realized two things, and uh, these two things is what I pray that you would continue to realize every moment you wake up. These two things is what I never want to forget, and these two things are, first, I realized in that moment that I was a really bad person. I realized that in that moment that I was a sinner. And that in that moment, I realized I deserved to go to hell. It wasn't just that I was not a very good person and that somebody was better than me. It wasn't just that I couldn't be a good person, that Jesus was good. But I really actually realized that I was a bad person, I was a sinner, and I deserved to go to hell and to be punished for the life that I lived and the sin that I have held on to and the, the, the way that I had cursed God, the way that I had lived my life, I had deserved to go to hell. And in that same moment, I realized something else, because if you just realize that, your life will be just full of depression. But in that same moment, by God's grace, I realized something else. <clears throat> I realized that God is very merciful. And God, who is so rich in mercy, chose to give his son, chose to give Jesus. Jesus came and was born in a manger, became a man. The Son of God became a man, and he lived among men, and he lived a normal life. But then one day, his life changed in the sense that he stopped just being a carpenter, and he started preaching this message that had been hidden forever, a message that was mysterious to people who never understood who God was and what he was doing and what this whole idea of of the temple, what was this whole idea of, of cutting and destroying a lamb and so that we would be forgiven. Jesus started declaring what this all meant and that he was the fulfillment of that, that he was the one, he was the one who was the temple and that he was the one who was the lamb and that he was the one that if you believed in him, you would be made forever right with God. I started realizing in this, in this moment on my knees that this same Jesus who not only walked on water and healed the sick and raised the dead and fed thousands and counseled people and listened to people and encouraged people and taught and preached and challenged leadership, challenged authorities that were controlling and abusing 
the people and he would be willing to be persecuted. He would be willing to be uh, spat on and chased down for the sake of defending broken people. This same Jesus was accused of blasphemy because he said he was God and so they killed him. They gave him the worst death that they knew which was crucifixion. But before that, they flogged him. And they flogged him, meaning they whipped him 39 times. The cat of nine tails. In essence, what was happening is he was ripping the flesh off. They were ripping the flesh off his back. Most people in this experience would die. The whole time Jesus was doing this, knowing that this was what he had to do so that you and I would be made forever right with God. So he was flogged, uh, he was so mangled and beaten and, and was so weak that he couldn't carry his beam, which was about 50 to 90 pounds, he couldn't carry his beam up a hill where he was going to be crucified. And so another man helped him, he carried it up there with him, and then by the time he got there, they laid him on it, they took like what we would call rail, railroad uh, nails, and they stuck it through his wrists, and through his feet, and they hung him up on the cross, and he was there for a long time, bleeding, and the entire time he knew that this was necessary, it was necessary for God not only to physically allow Jesus to physically go through this, but that God would not, would, would in that same moment, turn his face from his son and pour out his wrath on his son and kill his son. So that that same wrath and that same anger that was toward you would no longer be on you, but it would be, be put on him. And Jesus died. He breathed his last breath. And then three days later, he rose again, of course. And he revealed himself to over 500 men. And then he ascended into heaven. And now he's seated at the right hand of God. And then he poured out his spirit into the hearts of people that they would know who God is, that they would have faith to believe they would walk this life and preach this message to the day they died. And in that moment on my knees, I realized these things, obviously in a more condensed manner. And I realized, I realized two things. I realized that I was a sinner. I deserved to go to hell. And in that same moment, I realized that 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross for me and rose again. And that my, by my faith in him, I would be made forever right with God. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that when he traveled and after he had had this revelation, he said, I, when I came to you, I could have taught you about so many things. I could have philosophized with you. I, I could have given you my greatest ideas and ideologies and my principles. I could have taught you many different things. I could have used very persuasive language. But I chose to know nothing except Jesus Christ. And him crucified. And I hope, my prayer and my desire is that that would be my message to the day I die. And my hope and my prayer is that that would be your message until the day you die. And if I would regret anything, the times that I've stood here and spoken, the times I've sat with you at coffee, and the times that I've spoken in any way, and, and whether it be personally or in a, in a group setting, my only regret is that maybe I didn't teach enough and talk enough about Jesus. I would rather get to heaven and God say to me, you talk too much about my son than him say something else like, 
I'm glad you told all of your good stuff. I would rather him say, man, you, you just wouldn't stop talking about Jesus. You wouldn't stop talking about him and him crucified. All that matters is that message. The gospel isn't necessarily a story. The gospel is a person. And his name is Jesus. And all that matters is that gospel, my faith in that gospel, and the expression of my faith in that gospel. Three things remain. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, Faith, hope, and love. All that matters is my faith in who Jesus is, what he has done, what he is doing. My hope in what he will do. That one day when I die, my flesh will die, but I will rise again and I will be made forever. Right Again, I will be made perfect and I will be with God forever. And in, in a twinkle of an eye, I will be transformed. And I will be made like him. That's a hope that I have. That's a hope that we must continue to have. And thirdly is love. And love, Galatians chapter 5 says, faith, that your faith in that gospel, your faith in, in the mercies of God and what he's done for you and what he is doing for you and what he will do for you, your faith in that is expressed in a life of love. And your life of love must be determined by three spheres. The life of love that is, that is intentionally, aggressively, and relentlessly in love with Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. A love that is aggressively, intentionally, and relentlessly in love with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. And a love that is aggressively, intentionally, and relentlessly in love with the lost people that you find, whether it be in a marketplace, at school, or your family. It is a love that says, I am committed and devoted to Christ. I am committed and devoted to the church of God. And I am committed and devoted to preaching this gospel to every lost person until the day that I die. So I encourage you, and my hope and my prayer, as I encourage myself, is that we all would keep believing. We all would continue and continue and continue to believe in this person, Jesus Christ. If you've heard me say anything, don't stop believing. It's a good song. Don't stop believing in Jesus. Don't stop hoping that no matter what you go through, you will be with God in perfect harmony one day. You'll have no more tears of sorrow. And all your pain will be washed away. Don't stop hoping that. And in the meantime, let your faith and hope in those things, in who he is and what he has done, and, in, and is doing and will do, let that be expressed. The love for God, the love for one another, and the love for Him, the love for unbelievers. So, again, um, I didn't want you guys just to come and hear some sad news and then go home. I wanted to encourage you, encourage you to keep believing. Keep talking about Jesus. 
keep loving each other. The kingdom of God will continue to advance. I'm excited about all of those of you who I've been able to lead with and will continue to lead with. I'm thankful for my relationship with Reed and Mariah. I'm thankful for the times that we have trade our life together in many different forms and ways. And I'm excited for many years of that to come. excited about all the times that I've traded with Andrew Misner and Cameron Ramirez and Rachel I can't say anymore. I won't be able to, but uh, Jody Janik and Tamara. My times with uh, Matt Simpson and Miesner Gabe Miesner Noella Man Caitlin Rogers and Justin Day and Aubrey and Molly and Katie and Sammy Linda I just think so that I'm not dying. I mean, I'm getting older. But I'm not dying, and this isn't my funeral. We're just beginning our relationship. Amen. So, again, if you have questions and want to hear our heart more, we're obviously here and going to be here. So uh, we love you and look forward to many more years together. Uh, But we're going to, I'm going to ask Josh to come up. He wants to close the service. So uh, thank you all so much. And again, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. Be encouraged. Our relationships are just beginning. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. All right, well, why don't you all stand up, and uh, let's come down here. We're just going to gather around Gabe and Ashley and um, just pray for them.
This is how we test real love, guys. Not that we do it on purpose. But this is a test of, yeah, this thing is really in the way. How committed are we to each other? Life, guys, sucks a lot. Get used to it. But I want you to I want to encourage you all that life is really hard and that's why we have Jesus, right? <laughs> to help us. And I love you both. Father, thank you for my friends. God, thank you for Gabe and Ashley and God, I'm thanking you for all the years, all the holes we dug and all the kids that we ministered to together and people's lives that we saw transformed together um, in this season. This isn't the end. God, just in this chapter, I'm thankful for all of that. I'm thankful for the chapter that was before this one, watching Gabriel and Ashley come to know you and grow in their gifts and their graces, God. I'm so thankful to see all of that. And Father, I thank you for every seed that was sown, all of the investment, all of the uh, care and the love and the compassion that they poured out and all the uh, years and hours of study and preparation to serve you and serve your people. God, we thank you for that. And God, I thank you for, for that seeds that's sown. God, and I speak life to that. God, and that, that the investment they made in your kingdom, God, it's eternal. Lord, I pray it will bear good fruit. It'll produce a, a harvest of righteousness, God. And God, that I just pray uh, blessing and favor over them. God, we're asking you to open up new doors by your spirit, God, and faith. God, we're asking for those new doors to open up that you are leading them into. God, and I pray that uh, you'd keep us knit together in love. And God, you would cover over all, all offenses, Lord. And Lord, you would just uh, bring unity in our body. And God, just let your favor be about us. Lord, we need you. God, we're in desperate need of you. Uh, we need your help. And I just speak love and blessing over these amazing people. And God, I pray for this church and for this ministry, God, that you'll help us. And yeah, we need you. And uh, we pray for protection over us, God. Protection from the enemy and from division and from just accusations and, and things that might swirl around and vain imaginations, God. We just come against all of those things that would come against your church, your family, God. And we pray that you would protect us. God, we love you. Lord, we love you so much. And we pray that you would be glorified. Lord, that you would be glorified. God, that you would be glorified. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Amen.